baixo caminha. Descobriu que as terras brasileiras eram férteis e verdejantes. Escreveu uma carta ao rei. Tudo que nela se planta, tudo cresce e floresce. E o Gauss, na época, gravou. Welcome back to the Bodega Borku Podcast, Volume 84. Thank you for tuning in, joining, streaming, downloading, however you choose to listen to us. Glad you could join us taking the time out and uh, catching up with us. Um, let's do a little housekeeping to start this episode off. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 84. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. We have videos, we have merch. If you want to support us, that's the way to do it. Also, make sure to check out this episode description for track listings, links, that kind of thing. Uh, this is kind of a special one. But as you can tell from the music uh, and from the title, this is the recap of the band's duct tape invitational that went down in Brazil. I'm still kind of recovering from what I would say uh, a hangover from there. <laughs> it's taken a week and a half. I don't drink, uh, but just the whole process of traveling and hanging out with everybody and doing stuff. It was pretty intense and awesome. And I'm so happy that the crew from Vans invited me down there. Uh, George, Justin, Kevin, uh, everybody who had me down there. Uh, it was a great time, everyone involved. Also, I uh, want to thank Vans Brazil and um, what they did for us. But this episode is going to be a recap of what went down. Um, going to kind of try to paint the picture of the scene that went down with uh, some interviews with some people. And then um, this episode is a bit different, and we're also going to finish it off with a full interview with Vance uh, team writer Izzy Henschel, who was one of the competitors at the Duct Tape Invitational that went down in Rio. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But obviously, if, as you could hear from the music, it's a little different. And I had a little phase back in the like, oof, I'm really going to age myself here, but I had a little phase, I think, in the back in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, where the Brazilian music scene and culture and food and all that was hitting NYC pretty hard. And I drank my fair share of Caparanhas and partied with tons of people and it was all about listening to like samba and bossa nova and tropicalia and that's the music i kind of identify most with when i listen to or think about brazil you know joe Roberto and um a lot of those people and what they did and so instead of taking a hip-hop route or a street route i just really put together a mix of songs that kind of remind me of brazil and the vibe and the energy and the people so we're going to listen to a couple of tracks, sit back and relax, and then we're going to come back in with a little recap of the event. Peace! Sobre a cabeça os aviões, sobre os meus pés os caminhões, aponta contra os chapadões meu nariz. Eu organizo o movimento, eu oriento o carnaval, eu inauguro o monumento no planalto central do país. Viva bossa, sassá, viva palhoça, sassá, sassá, viva bossa, sassá, viva palhoça, sassá, sassá. O monumento é de papel crepom em prata, os olhos verdes da mulata, a cabeleira esconde atrás da verde mata, no ar do sertão.
monumento não tem porta A entrada é uma rua antiga, estreita e torta E no joelho uma criança sorridente, feia e morta Estende a mão Viva a mata, tá, tá Viva a mulata, tá, 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 tá Viva a mata, tá, tá Viva a mulata, tá, 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 tá Pátio interno a uma piscina Com água azul de amaralina Coqueiro, brisa e fala nordestina E faróis Na mão direita tem uma roseira Autenticando a eterna primavera E nos jardins os urubus passeiam a tarde inteira Entre os girassóis Viva Maria, ia, ia Viva Bahia, ia, 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 ia Viva Maria, ia, ia Viva Bahia, ia, 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 ia No pulso esquerdo, bang, bang Em suas veias corre muito pouco sangue Mas seu coração balança um samba de tamborim Emite acordes dissonantes Pelos cinco mil alto-falantes Senhoras e senhores, ele põe os olhos grandes sobre mim Vivirá sem mamá, vive panema, mamá, mamá Vivirá sem mamá, vive panema, mamá, mamá Domingo é o fino da bossa, segunda-feira está na fossa, terça-feira vai a roça, porém O monumento é bem moderno, não disse nada do modelo do meu terno E tudo mais vá pro inferno, meu bem E tudo mais vá pro inferno, meu bem Viva a banda, da da Carmen Miranda, da 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 Viva a banda, da da Carmen Miranda, da 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 Viva a banda, da da Carmen Miranda Numa tarde de domingo E alguém perguntando por ela chegou Deixando meu coração tristão Desde o mar do momento de amor Eu falei, eu menti, eu chorei, eu sou
This is psychedelic soul from the screaming sunburned planes of your rectangular mind. Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 84. Hope you guys dug some of those tracks. It's a little mix. I know it's a bit eclectic, but it's all it's all songs that I kind of have listened to over the years that remind me of Brazil and some stuff that people have turned me on to. And I think to paint the picture of the trip, I think this was the best route to go. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 84. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. If you want to support us, buy some merch, um, t-shirts, fins, board bags, uh, zines, uh, towels. We kind of have a lot of everything. Um, also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player or player of choice for track listings. Uh, obviously, a lot of this music people don't typically listen to, so you might be turned on by some of it. You want to find out what it is. Also, uh, we have links to some other stuff that we're talking about in this episode, so make sure to check it out. But I wanted to kind of paint a, 
audio picture, if you will, of what went down. So the first day we arrived there was on Thursday, and we were really amazingly greeted by the crew from Vans Brazil at the airport. Uh, shuttle posse, the whole thing. Everybody was kind of coming in at the same time. It was a lot of fun uh, hanging out with people at the airport, to be honest, and kind of getting reacquainted with everyone. You know, we don't get to typically see a lot of the media people that uh, are on these trips except for on these trips. But, you know, some familiar faces, um, Ryan from Law Grab, Beth from With It Girl and stuff like that. So got picked up by the crew, got whisked away to the hotel and had a great evening. Uh, the opening uh, party uh, was at, I think it's called Small Borders. Um, it's this pretty cool venue that uh, Vans Brazil had a lot of the events at. And, you know, did the intro with everybody and kind of got down to business. Uh, day one was interesting because day one, in general, the event had some of the biggest waves we've ever had at a duct tape and some very challenging conditions. And I was really impressed by the men and women who decided to go out there and give it their all. It's not an easy situation and kind of did their best. Um, so here's some interviews from day one to kind of paint a picture of like what went down. I'm here with Andy Neveless at the Duct Tape Invitational in Rio. I guess this would be classified as Rio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not your first time in Brazil? Not my first time. Okay. When was the last time you were here? First time I was here was 2019. Oh, okay. I can't remember the month. Pre-pandemic. -pre but yeah, right pre-pandemic. Okay. Now you're a former duct tape champion. Uh, yes. Yeah. And you've been at a, at a bunch of these. What's your favorite duct tape memory that you have? I mean, it'd have to be Zerout in Spain. Because uh -huh. that was my first one that I won. Yeah. And just like coming out of the water being congratulated even before like you didn't even know i didn't even know and everyone was like ripping of course it's like yeah, the yeah. duct tape and yeah. mental surfers day to day you know? yeah yeah and so when i came out of the water everyone was like dude you got it in the bag like congr That's so congrats awesome. you know and i'm like what like really i don't know i don't think so i remember when we were back home because i didn't go to that one and we we i saw that you won i was like dude this is so dope like i was so stoked on it like, I was like, holy shit, Andy fucking wrecked shop there. And I saw clips of it, I was like, like just amazed. Yeah, it was a beautiful time for sure. Memorable. Now this one, uh, conditions are kind of interesting. Or you're surfing today. Yeah, for day one, yeah, we're on hold for now. 30 minutes. Um, I feel like the wind should back down. But, I mean, yeah, we're here, Makuma Beach, Brazil, day one. Pretty mental. What would your what is your strategy in a situation like this? Uh, I feel like I never have a strategy. Okay. Like just I play it by ear and take it as it comes. Uh huh. You know, so like I said, like if it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. And I'm out there, my mind's blank. Yeah. Blank canvas, like let your mind do its thing. See, that's the best way to be about it. Well, you have that kind of improv style surfing. Like when I watch you surfing, it's kind of like like I think of a very like jazz improv. Like almost like Sun Ra improv. Like that's yeah. how like it's in my head. Like when I see you, it's kind of like you're very reactionary to what's given to you, right. which is the beauty of surfing. For me, that's the most beautiful surfers do that. For right, sure. where you don't have like a preconceived notion of like. It's not like critical thinking where no. it's like. No. It's already but, set in, in your mind what you have to do and. Yeah. Like I was telling George, like one of my favorite clips ever of surfing in the last like five years 
is this random clip that Amon put out of you, where basically everything that you could do on a longboard, you do on one wave on a left at San O. <laughs> and I love that clip because I tell George all the time, I'm like, hey, if you want to show someone what, like, what you could do on a longboard, you show them this like, that one clip, clip it, yeah. and it's like, see all the shit he did? You can do all that stuff. It's Probably possible. not as good yeah. as that, <laughs> but like everything he did are the things you do in longboarding kind of thing. Um, what are you hoping to get out of this event? Besides, like, winning's nice, of course, but um, outside of that... <laughs> I mean, just to have great vibes and meeting people uh -huh. that I haven't met yet. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the part of, like, traveling and going somewhere. Yeah. Like, this is my second time, but even just, like, going somewhere that you've never been before. Yeah. It's all about, like, the connection to people. Yeah. And having good vibes. Yeah. You know? So it's... That's the simple thing. It's, like, just have fun, be stoked. Uh-huh. Don't like. Don't have to be bummed about a certain thing. No, like it'll it'll pass. Yeah. You know? just like the wind will pass. Yeah. Who's who's the person that is competing that you've never met before that you were looking forward to like seeing surf or meet? Um, I'm trying to think. Who's the wild card? For, oh, I don't know. For the men's. I don't know because they had that yesterday. Right. Yeah. I'm they trying had, to think. They like had a qualifier. I have no idea. Yeah. Because that's the beauty, like for me, the beauty of these contests is like you do have the regulars, like UCOM and like Kevin Squarna and like Veed and like all the Halley and stuff like that. Right. But the beauty is like they introduce a bunch of people, like. Yeah, like the local wild cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's rad like, to have like, them. And, and especially too, it's like yeah. local, local knowledge. Yeah. They know this way better than anyone more than us. Like, yeah. Yeah, we can go out there and try, but they're like, they know where to sit. Yeah. They know like how it's going to subtly change yeah. in one direction. Just like if we were at Santa, we had a contest, I'd be like... Oh, forget it. Yeah, well, you know? I, mean, <laughs> I think if we had a contest at Santa and like you were in a heat, I think everybody should just sit down. <laughs> you should just be like, look, this is like, I'm not making it out of this. Like, I'm not going to bother. All right, well, awesome. Um, have fun today, and then hopefully tomorrow winds up being better. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm here with Hallie Rohr at the Duct Tape Invitational Rio. Um, you've done quite a few of these. I, I have. <laughs> you have? Is it always like just kind of a blur to you or is like everyone kind of like special, unique in its own way? I wouldn't say it's a blur, but uh, maybe some nights, but maybe, <laughs> uh, I, it just goes by so fast and there's just so much lined up. You're just, you, you get somewhere crazy and then you're just right into it and you got you know surfing and then events like later on and and then back to bed and repeat and then yeah. next thing you know you gotta check out yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no no it goes by fast um tricky conditions today um you're surfing today hopefully oh yeah uh, yeah in a situation like this what is your strategy or do you have one well when the waves are tough it was hard just trying to get get a few before you know just so you have a feel even if you're not just like knowing where to maybe sit and I don't know it's tough you can kind of see a certain pattern of wave coming through but for the most part it's a little jumbled so it could just be like anyone's game uh -huh. and it might just be a matter of like oh I got in the right spot at the right time that's true yeah yeah that's very true yeah that makes sense like a, like a, a set wave comes in that no, you're just in that position and yeah take off on but yeah it's definitely a ch it will be a challenge but I think everyone's up up for a challenge um, what's your favorite, or at least a duct tape memory that you remember that sticks out? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would say, I mean, every, I don't think I could pick a favorite. There's definitely some standout moments from each trip. I will say though that 
I, I've only been here for like 24 hours so far, but my I'm really uh, happy to have taken, my mom came with me this time. I was so. going to talk about yeah. Nancy. I was no, going to ask you about that. I was actually, that's for so recent, in recent memory, just that's standing out to me. And she's always been tuning in from miles and miles away and finally gets to be here and kind of see it all. And she's, you know, been a big supporter throughout my life. Well, I was going to say one of the things I always tell people about your mom, because I know her through one of our social justice Facebook group, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of funny, is that every time she's like, like the best mom ever. Like yeah. how, when she posts about you, like when you're at a contest, like, yeah, like she's, and she's not there, she's, she's like, yeah, she's like, Hallie got like second place and she did uh -huh. this and that. And I'm like, I well, wish my parent was like that. <laughs> like, I, I like love she's, it. She's on to it. And she was learning Portuguese before no, she No, I love it. Here, and she posted like a reel on Instagram, like before we even got here. And so I was good. like, you're way ahead of me. She's doing better than me. She's yep. a content creator above me. Yo, my, my wife gave me shit because your mom was doing Duolingo and she's like, yeah. she's like, hey, Nancy's doing Duolingo. Are you doing it? I was like, no. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, now, one of the things I love about the duct tapes, especially in recent years, is the reemergence of the Chicks on Tour Instagram yeah. account. It's, it goes dormant. No, and I love it. It like hibernates, yeah. and then usually like a couple of days, a week before, yeah. little like story goes up. <laughs> exactly. Um, how, just a brief overview so people that know, don't know, what is the whole Chicks on Tour thing? Let's see. I believe it started uh, probably in the Portugal event. Uh -huh. I don't know who actually coined the term, and I don't know how it really came to be, but we were all kind of sitting around between heats, all the girls, we were having beers and like just totally having just like a high, yeah. a total high moment, and we just started kind of chanting like chicks on tour, or like I don't know exactly <laughs> even how it happened, but it really stuck and we liked it. and. Uh, it's just kind of our bond because yeah. we've been through a lot together. Yeah, and we don't see each other except for these events most of the time. Uh -huh. Maybe like, you know, I'll see some of these girls like three or four times a year. And we feel like family just through our, you know, shared experience at the duct tape. Well, awesome. Well, um, good luck today. Thank day you. one. And then, yeah, we'll check in day two. Yes. Hopefully good things to report. <laughs> there we go. Bye. I'm here with Izzy Herschel from the UK. Um, so this is your what, second duct tape? Yeah, second duct tape. And the first one you did was? Uh, the one in South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, um, so you're surfing today. Um, conditions are kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your strategy in a situation like this? Um, oh, or is there one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have much strategy to be honest. I was trying to figure out where the rips and channels are, try to get out back. Looks like it could be an interesting paddle out of time. They've actually got the jet ski on the system. Oh yeah, um, I did. I did see that with Khalees. Like they, they grabbed yeah. her board. Uh, now, second duct tape. Who's some of the people that are competing that you've never met that you were looking forward to meeting? Um, I think I've met quite a lot of them in the last one. Okay. Um, I hadn't met Alex. Okay. Um, so it was good to meet him. Yeah. See him surf. Um, his switch surfing is pretty crazy. Oh yeah, I mean he's the he's the best. Um, what has been your favorite duct tape memory? So far or the last one? No, just in general. Just like, in general. Like if someone says like, what do you remember from duct tape? Um, 
Um, the last one, the closing party, the music was very good. Was it? Yeah, it was, it awesome. was a lot of fun. Um, and we actually went up a mountain as well. Oh, really? Like an excursion? Yeah, we went up and explored, and there's a few of us that got a bit lost yeah. as well. We oh, were no. kind of like behind the main group. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and we took the wrong path. Oh no. <laughs> um, we found others eventually. They were all like at the bottom of the mountain and we were just like above them. Um, so we were all like, we were waving down to them. That was yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> um, and this is also your first time in Brazil. What's been your favorite thing so far? So far, um, the Asahi bowls are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. way different. Like, it was funny, someone who's from here told my wife that. They were like, no, he has to get it. And I was like, I get them all the time. They're like, no, 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 it's like way different. And I, different. And I had one at that stand there and I was like, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, um, good. Well, it makes your teeth go like past all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like you don't want to get that stuff on your clothes. Uh, um, well, good luck today. Hopefully it turns Thank out well. Much. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Day two turned into an expression session and a hangout session, and we really got to interact with the Vans Brazil crew. Um, the village that they set up on Macomba Beach was like pretty awesome. Uh, there was a lot of shaping going on by uh, local shapers. Uh, there were boards to try out as usual. Uh, some of them shaped by Karina, Rizanko, Pedro Barros, um, Yasmin uh, did some boards and Michael February did some boards. And they were some of the coolest boards I think we've had at the duct tapes. There were no long boards, which was kind of appropriate because it, the waves were not easily longboardable, if you will. And it was really cool to see people take these boards out and kind of have fun out there. And that opened up this expression session that you had people like Justin Quintel, Mikey February, uh, Kevin Svarna, um, a bunch of people participate in. And it was just another side event. And instead of running heats, they did that. We thought originally that they were going to do some heats, so I had a little chat with uh, Tom Morat because it was day two and we thought maybe he was going to run. Um, so here's a little kind of snippet of that and uh, yeah, what went down. I'm here with Mr. Tom Morat on the second day of the Duct Tape Invitational, Rio. Um, so you made it through, you're going to be uh, surfing, what, do you know when you're surfing? I'm not too sure. I actually should probably go check that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, do you know who's in your heat or no? Uh, no, not yet. No. But you made it through in kind of crazy, tricky conditions. Yeah, I surprised myself. <laughs> but you've been free surfing a lot too, right? I mean, yeah, quite a bit. Like you and <laughs> Harrison me. went out, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we've been free surfing a bunch together and trying to make the most of it. Yeah. Is this your first yeah. time in Brazil? It's my first time in Brazil. It's my first duct tape, and. Um, both of those things have surprised me how fun yeah. it, it is. Uh, this place is amazing. It's yeah. so fun. What's your favorite part of what, the experience so far? Um, God, I guess the partying's pretty hard to beat. But yeah. You can probably tell in my voice. Um, <laughs> That's um, the funny thing, like as we progress through this event, it's yeah. like the voices get, like mine's also it's, getting shot. Like everybody's kind of a marathon. Yeah, 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 tonight it's gonna be, you know, the last day, it's gonna be pretty, mm. pretty sick. I've only had a, a good night's sleep last night. Sorry, I'm. I'm eating. surprised. I, no one has, because mm. <laughs> everybody's been out really late. Yeah, I've, I, I did like a four-day stint. I kind of, I ha, I've been, I've been staying with Justin and Harrison and. Oh yeah, because you guys are staying right over here. Yeah, I'm staying with the two champs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they, they keep an eye out for me, and um, yeah, they definitely like put me back in line last night. I made sure, <laughs> made sure I. Make sure they tuck me in. <laughs> oh, they did the pro thing. They're like, all right, game face on. Yeah, let's all go. Right, kid. <laughs> now you've done other contests. What's what do you think is 
the thing that you're finding most different about this contest compared to other ones you've done? Um, I think everyone just has a lot of things in common. We, we all have sort of similar styles and just the same sort of, we're, we're not necessarily comp guys, not many of us are anyway, and yeah. we're mostly just chasing feelings yeah. in our surf, not necessarily like, the style comes with that, I don't think, I don't think anyone's, you know. Yeah, no one's like yeah. super competitive, like super serious. I mean, like you're talking about the party thing, that's why it's like more of a... That's another, yeah, it's the half of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why they call it an invitational, yeah. they call it a contest, like it's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a full deal. I guess like, the one that that resembles the most like Jack Sparrow is like the most likely to win. You know, <laughs> if you could just be the, if, yeah, if you can be, the, yeah. No, I've never heard that said, but yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like that. That's probably the biggest inspiration for this event. It's yeah. just Jack Sparrow. You know? <laughs> You're like you got to be like Jack. Get your Jack Sparrow face on. Like that's that's your um, what is it? Um, your spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what I'm aiming for. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Look, have yeah, fun I, in your heat. Hopefully, you uh, win some cash. Thank you. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. Keep Why not? Traveling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, see you later. Thank you. Day three was ultimately where all the action went down. And they decided to move it further, I would say, is that, yeah, it's further north up the beach near the rock, where it was a little bit mellower for what it was. Uh, the swell was starting to drop. The conditions were a little bit cleaner. And it did really offer some opportunities for people to really surf. You got to see some of the most amazing longboarding for the final rounds. Uh, it was amazing to watch people just like do it and put it out there and, and have a great time. And in general, the vibe of duct tapes, for anyone who doesn't know, as much as it's based around a competition, if you will, it really is about the party atmosphere. And it was great to hear from people talking about that, whether it be Lola or uh, Kevin Svarna or you know even Joel himself talk about how great this event is and how much it's grown. So here's a couple of snippets of those clips and people talking about that. Um, so I'm here at the Duct Tape Invitational in Rio with uh, Miss Lola Mignot. <laughs> Hello. Uh, last day, third day. Uh, what's been your favorite thing about uh, being in Brazil? I'm in Brazil in top five on my, on my list. Is it? And I've, I've been here like four or five times. Oh, okay, so you're really familiar with the area. Yeah, and I, I know Portuguese, like I, I can understand everything, and the people, I feel like the people, the landscape, like I'm literally looking at a beautiful island in front of my... I know. It's and then in front of me, like, uh, waves are a bit hard, yeah. but it's also nice to see uh, something different. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not the run it's the a, mill. It's nice to see, like, a lot of crazy white house, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Have with, you been to this town? <laughs> Have you been that, to this town before? Uh, right here, no, like more like Rio de Janeiro, like in, in Copacabana, uh -huh. and then Ilha Grande, Fernanda, Pipa, uh, Itacaré. Oh, so you got this down. I was here for New Year. No. 17 or 19? Is that when they do the whole, like, they all dress in white? Everybody's just in white. white. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and like the fireworks are crazy, everybody's dancing. And everybody's just happy. There's like nobody that is like, you know, aggressive or like everybody's just having the time of their life. Yeah, it seems like in general the the, the kind of Brazilian way is just like No, it, good it's, vibes. it's it feels like a bit similar to like Mexicans as well. Because yeah. it's like that that energy, like they're very alive and I I absolutely love it. For a moment I wanted to move here. Oh really? <laughs> I could see you living here though. I know, it's but your vibe. It, it is far from everything. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, the flight is like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, what's been the favorite thing that you've done during this duct tape here? 
Uh, this right now is pretty good. Sitting here with Andy, having some coffee. Mr. Andy Nibbles, yeah. With Andy Nibbles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like having everybody like being together again. Uh huh. Um, I feel like tonight's gonna be one of the best nights. Yeah, I think tonight's the night that everybody seriously loses the voices. And we can't wait to know who is gonna be the winner. Yeah. These conditions are crazy. Who do you have your? Uh, who do you think's gonna win out of the women's? Um, or who do you want to win out of the women's? I mean, Karina. Of course, <laughs> Rini. Rainy girl. But I mean, I'm just happy for anybody to like make it to the finals. And they work so hard with these waves. Yeah. So I just think whoever makes it has fun. What do you think is more important, the party or the contest? I mean, we come for the contest, and then we end up partying because we lose. <laughs> so it's so always a win-win. No, but nobody loses. We all win. So win-win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, if you lose, How can in the, we lose? <laughs> yeah, if you lose in the first round, then you get to party harder, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's like. Andy and I. <laughs> see, that's a, <laughs> that's the vibe to do. Well, uh, awesome. Well, um, thanks for being on, and then yeah, course. we'll see you tonight. Thank you. So I'm here with Mr. Kevin Squarna. Final day of the duct tape. How's it going? It's kind of crazy out there, huh? Yeah, it's totally crazy. <laughs> How you were kind of having fun on the expression session yesterday? Yeah, I was having fun. It was. It's bigger than today, uh -huh. um, and kind of everyone rode their shortboard, and I didn't bring any, so I was. Like, I thought you had your kneeboard with you. No, I didn't bring it. Oh, see, like we were all like, like we were like, okay, Kevin's gonna go out with his kneeboard and just like show these people up. I wanted to, but I didn't bring one, I'm, oh. and I'm kicking myself. Oh man, you but, would have like totally nailed it. Yeah, I was just worried about getting my longboards here, and they barely made it. Yeah, because you had two boards you brought, right? Yeah. So, but all good. It was really fun. It was there was like a huge bomby out the back. Um, and I got a couple that I was just trying to like hold on no, to. No, I saw like, it. It was like kind of gnarly. Yeah, it was fun though. Whose board did you ride out there? Um, I rode my board. Oh, your board. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. You went out with the long board and everybody went with like some of those like mid lengths and stuff. And yeah, we were, like, I kind of I kind of wish I rode a smaller board. Like it would have been real fun on a, like an egg. Yeah. But it was cool just to like feel the energy on a long board yeah. like that. Like, I would never ride a longboard in Those that wave yeah, ever, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to get a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's been your favorite thing about being at this duct tape in Brazil? Um, probably the the setup is insane. Um, they work super hard to get it like real proper and have a big hangout area. It's like a village. Yeah, it's a little village. Yeah. Um, and just the Brazilian people. I've taken such good care of us. It's like, oh yeah, it's insane. Um, it's probably my favorite part about this whole trip is just meeting a bunch of cool people who are really stoked on the surfing and longboarding and the whole thing. Um, you've done a bunch of these, obviously. What's been the thing that stood out to you most about this? Like that's different than all the other ones you've gone to, because you've done like the range. Like you've done like every type of version of this. Oh, well, I, I think I've done four or five of them. Five, and. You know, every spot is in a, every contest is in a different spot. So each one has like a unique flavor to it with the culture of yeah. the country. And um, I guess what sticks out here is like the way, one, the waves are pumping. Yeah. They're like, like this, it's not like one foot. No, 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 um, no. So that's a big, I mean, for me, that's a plus. I think it's more exciting for everyone. Yeah. And like, you know, it's not all that often you're going to, ride a longboard and head high waves or yeah. overhead waves. 
Um, so it's cool that we're like still surfing. We didn't move. I, I'm happy we didn't like move to some smaller wave yeah, down yeah, the beach. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. It's like now the waves are still pumping. They've been contestable, contestable and clean, and like you just have to paddle a shit ton. And, but it's good. Jet ski assist or no jet ski assist? You know, I was using jet ski assist for the expression session and and I felt like we were killing it. Like he was like, I'd get a wave, just try to bowl stance yeah, yeah. it all the way to the beach and he would just pick me up immediately. You're like, this is back. the best. And I was like, this is like how I'd like to surf normally. Um, Imagine we had that back home. I know. You could tip a guy like out there with a jet ski, be like, come on. Five bucks. There we go. Yeah. Bring me back out. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, it's totally contestable and perfect. So now tonight, tonight's the last night, tonight's party time. Tonight's what's your Caparania count for the night? Hard to say. If you had, like, what's your over under, like, what's your prediction? I, I'm over under on four to five Caparina. Oh, okay, so we're going to go four to five. Okay, you're the four to five. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, yeah. let's party tonight. Cool. I'm here with uh, Mr. Joel Tudor, uh, a capo tutti capi, basically, the godfather, yeah. <laughs> as I like to refer to you as. So, um, yeah, so it's been, what, 20 years now of that tapes? Well, it's been a decade. This is the 11th year. This is the 23rd one. Uh -huh. uh, you know, we've had them all around the world. Like, when you look at, like, it's wild. I never thought that the contest would grow to this extent where we would, like, have been able to pull off this many successful yeah, yeah. events. But we kind of have a formula and a, a kind of a, a break-proof team that helps us do it. So it's... At this point, it's just none of them have been a copy. They're their own. Like they've taken our our formula and format and kind of done their own twist. Yeah. And they're all super successful events. That like these kids get to travel around Mexi Log. They get to go to the you know the gliding barnacles. The like the the single fin mingle. There's just there's a lot of rad communal events that yeah. I didn't have as a kid. I didn't have that. It was me and a bunch of old men. Right. You know, literally me and a bunch of old men. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. where this is like. Oh, that's cool. They're all like-minded, similar age. Does it ever know? get? Do you ever feel like it gets old, or does it like always feel fresh for you? No, it's always fresh. I mean, I get depressed sometimes when I have to leave my kids. You know, yeah. like, no one wants to have to bail and leave your kids behind. But but once I get here and I, I see, you know, the camaraderie between everybody and like how stoked they all are, it's just it's it can't I can't ever complain about it. Yeah. It's like the best job I could have. Yeah, you can't turn turn I'm away. I'm not gonna it. sit and like you know what, what's there to complain about? It's fucking awesome. You know, longboarding. We didn't. My whole life coming up, it was like you make nine hundred bucks, seven fifty thousand yeah. dollars. That's all you're gonna get. Yeah. It's not a huge payday, but for a lot of these guys, it's a it's a big game changer. You know? Yeah. When you have like an extra five grand or eight grand you're disposable. Dude, it makes a big difference. I don't care who you are. Nowadays, if you have that kind of extra cash, it's a big deal. You know? Oh no, it's it's ginormous. I think the other thing too that's really great what you guys do is you give a platform to a lot of locals. Like you have like the local wild card thing Always. here. Always, you have to do it. We did that from the very beginning because it's like anytime you bring an event to somewhere that you're not from, you're already asking a huge favor. Yeah. So the least you can do is just select through. I mean, most good waves around the world are gonna have local guys to shred. Yeah. I'll just do a little homework and yeah. make sure you invite a couple. Obviously, you can't invite all of them, and, and people get super upset about that. Like, you left this guy out, and I'm like, man, there's only 16 slots. Like, what are we going to do? Four finalists always come back. Vans has four people that are guaranteed going to be in it every time, and then the rest is a shuffle between the best of the best and, and local dudes. Does that always, does that ever become, like, a hard thing for you guys when you're, like, selecting, like... Yeah, because sometimes people get left out that I would like to see in it. Yeah. But there's other people that got in. Yeah. So, it, it, you know... It, I can't show any favoritism. No, no, of course. Uh, that's sort of, that's like a really important thing. And, and, and I've also sort of removed myself from a lot of the crap. Yeah. 
so that I'm not. You don't have to. <laughs> I just don't have my fingers and too much. So you don't take the heat for it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, not better. my call. Not my call. I didn't do it. And and honestly, this is maybe the best judging we've had. Yeah, you were saying that earlier. Yeah. Now you've you've competed here, been to Brazil a gazillion times. How special was it for you guys to do it here? Well, I never thought I'd be able to pull it off, personally, because there's oh. such a there's kind of real beef between the high performance longboarders here and the guys like Augusto. Like they fucking hate that guy, you know? Really? Yeah. Like there's like he lives in this like world of just like everyone's like pissed at him. Why you ride these boards? And you know, so I always thought that it was going to be really impossible to pull it off. But once we got here, the first day, I could see the crowd reception and all the no, girls everyone's that were been watching hyped. these girls surf. They were just like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. Everyone's so cool, you know? You can actually talk to them. No security guard's going to come and like move you away, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, whoa, 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 yeah. you know? Oh, here we go. She's... Oh, oh. whoa! Oh. That's technically um, shared wave, right? Would nope. it be? Nope. They have to do some kind of a crossover. Okay. Or like something that like makes it, you know, to where it's that, like that's a, a doubled effort. Yeah. It can't just be like you take off on the same, same way. None of us care about that. Good. Well, listen, Joel, thank you so much for doing this and doing this for the community. The other thing that's cool yeah, yeah. is like now all these kids are going for a world title. It's different. It's You're different. welcome, WSL. <laughs> you know, like, dude, 10 years of work and then three world champions coming from the duct tape in a row. That has now motivated all these kids on logs to go and compete. Yeah. Change they, their they owe us a fucking real do of thanks because we paid to give them this, you know? Yeah. And all this new talent and all, like, it came from ours. And, and Devin getting in there, you know, and, and making a difference based off what he was watching all these events happen. Yeah. He was the one that really, like, put the shit in motion to make it happen. Yeah. And now, you know, you've got Quinny won, I won, Harry won. That's three in a row, you know? And I now, know. And now all these kids are just sort of like, wow, there's a, that can actually win. But then also on the women's side. Oh, yeah. Well, the women's, we've always been, they've, they've never needed help. The longboard thing on the men's side's always needed help. The women are so elegant and cool looking, it's like, yeah. and, and, and Honolulu being in there took away the athletic yeah. muscle and kind of made it yeah. elegant, you know? Yeah. And it inspired all the other girls from Hawaii that have that like beautiful Hawaiian style. You no, know? The, the Hawaii longboard scene is like blown up a lot. Hawaiian style is a real thing. Yeah, like it's great to see like in the last five years. Like I've seen more and more like kind of like coming out and doing stuff. Yeah, man. Rest. It's like it's the the Queens crew's always been rad. Town's always produced really really good talent. You know. I mean, look, we have two Hawaiians right in the final. Oh yeah. There we go. We got another one in the other one. There we go. I mean, you know, birthplace birth, birthplace of of surfing. You know. Well, I gotta be careful where I say that. There's a lot of arguments on that one, but the the, in my opinion, it is like the birthplace. Yeah. And all things stylish and cool and surfing came from there. So. Awesome. If you look at all the original Hawaiian guys, they had such an interesting way of like riding and like poise and cruise and bow leg and kind of like, rad. I mean Cal that yeah. California didn't have that. No. No, we need to come. We to try there. to, but we just sort of emulate what they do, you know. Yeah. All right. All right, well, final say. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Congratulations to the winners, Avalon Gal and Justin Quintel. Justin killed it, and I'm always amazed by how he's able to function at these contests, no matter what the conditions are. You know, I've seen him at Huntington. I've seen him at rockway i've seen him in mexico i've seen him you know here and no matter what the conditions are he can really maximize what the wave potential is he winded up surfing some waves way far out that nobody was even thinking about but there's something about 
how he can look at a break and know how to get the maximum scoring potential. It was also great to see Alex Nost in the final round. Um, Alex is probably one of my favorite surfers and I'm quite honestly and I'm never shy about saying this the whole reason I really wanted a longboard was watching him and what he does and just how he surfs and how he approaches it and it was great to see him out there and you know really uh throwing down as for the women you know Avalon took the the win uh doing the thing that she does but you know for me the standout was Mahina and you know the day afterwards we were lucky enough to catch up with her and kind of discuss her opinion of the event and what she thought and where it's going. So here's a little clip on that. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm here with Mahina in uh, Macumba Beach. Uh, so you were in the finals of the duct tape invitational. Yes, it was so amazing. It was my first duct tape final, my second ever duct tape. Which I did, was the first one you did? I did the Maxi Log Fest okay, uh, last year. in Sayulita. Yeah. Okay. How'd you do last year? Um, I ended up losing first round, but it was really fun. I mean, I think I had a few waves, uh -huh. but everyone was ripping. So yeah, yeah I mean, fun. I think I forgot who I was talking to. I think it was to Lola. I was like, you almost win at a duct tape by losing your first round because you don't have to worry about anything yeah. else and you could just party the whole time. Yes, yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. But we also had the Mexi log. Yeah. So so were it. you in both of them? Yes. Oh, yep. so you double dipped. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, how did you find this? What did you find different about this duct tape compared to that last year's one? Um, well, I, I had a ton of people telling me that this event or all the duct tape events were extremely different from the one in Mexi Log Fest. Yeah. Probably because it was like a collaboration of the two events. Yeah, yeah. In um, Sayulita, you know. So I think it was a little different. Um, but this one was really, really fun. I mean, the skate jam was like to the next level. Yeah. Um, of course, the waves being like quadruple the size in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, other than that, I mean, it was really fun, super special and yeah, stoked to be here. Well, it's, it was exciting too, because we had this year around, we had two Hawaiians in the, in the finals. Yes. Yeah, which yes. is really cool. And we also had John. In yeah, the men's final. Yep. So you guys are kind of like, <laughs> you guys are kind of cutting into this thing, yeah. like every final. I mean, it's been for the last couple of duct tapes, we've been like, oh, a lot of Hawaiians in this one, which is kind of cool. So that makes you guys proud. Yeah, super, always, always proud. And how was it being in that final heat for you? Like, what was your favorite part about like surfing that heat? Honestly, I was just so stoked to be in the final yeah. with such amazing women. And... Um, yeah, before we all paddled out, we were just like all psyching to just be there yeah. and be with each other and surf another heat and incredible firing surf. You guys, <laughs> to be honest, your guys' conditions were probably better than the men's conditions. In the I final. think so. Yeah, I you guys so. had more yeah. better waves. Like those guys were scratching for stuff. Yeah. It was like really hard. I was like watching it. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> they got better waves, which is good. Um, you got second place. Uh, what were you guys discussing trying to get a shared wave yeah so before we were all like hey guys like there's a lot of money on the line it is it's a they give a lot for that on the table yeah and it's up for grabs so i was like hey if anyone wants to do a party wave just know i'm down okay but i know the heat prior we had 30 minutes i mean everyone there was so much money at the end yeah. because everyone was like either scratching yeah. trying to get waves 
or trying to paddle out the back because yeah. it was so big. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just trying to catch a wave just to stay in the heat. Um, but, yeah, we were all trying to get a party wave, but, of course, we all wanted to get a party wave with, like, the dying second. Yeah, no, no, I saw you guys trying it, and, like, in these conditions, it was, like, sort of impossible. Like, I was, like, just to get a wave was a mission, and I was, like, okay, two people, and they are going to try to cross over. I was, like, I, I think the men were the only one. I Now to think of it, I think there was that wave that it was Al, and was it Al and Johnny? Yes. Yeah, yeah that so, wave was so sick. So they got that. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping for the next sex you get invited to? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I'm just... I would love to get invited to another one. That would well, here's a, here's a here's a separate question. If there was a place that you'd want the duct tape to be that it hasn't been, where would you want it to be? Japan, 100%. Japan, 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 Japan. Have you done a lot of time out there? or? Um, I spent a lot of time out there. Yeah, you, I used to go like three or four times a year. Okay. I have family there. Um, but I love it. I mean, it's like so fun. The culture there, the people just like... They love eat, surfing. Breathe, surf, yeah. anything about surfing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it would be, I mean, I know there was a event there not too long ago, pre-COVID maybe. Yeah, it was, it was 2019. It was either 2019 winter or it was the winter of like, it was like January, February, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Like and right that looked COVID. like so much yeah. fun. So I would love to do that one. Well, so hopefully course. let's do Japan again and then yeah. hopefully we get to be there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, safe trip home. Congrats on winning some money and uh, see you later. Thank you. In closing, I really want to thank the people from Vans for inviting me down and especially the Vans Brazil team. You know, I think for all the duct tapes I've been to, this was probably the one that was my favorite in terms of how it was put together. I'm a visual person and uh, work as a designer uh, to pay the bills. And so when we walked into that village to see what they built and how the activations work and how it integrated, you know, the locals and local businesses uh it was beautiful to just walk around and there was a shuttle that went from our hotel to the contest site but every day most of us decided to walk and enjoy the little beach clubs that were along the way and interact with local people and and just the beauty of Macumba beach and what it had to offer i think you have to take duct tapes for what they are in the sense of that they really have a lot of pinpoints that they have to address and this one out of all of them kind of did the best job if you ask me we really function as a unit in a different environment and i think that's something that's sometimes lacking when you know we did the one in mexico you really didn't feel like we were our own entity in a way we were like bundled in with the mexi log fest which i really did not enjoy i enjoyed this a lot better in terms of making real interactions seeing some great surfing hanging out with some great people i mean if you want to see some great surfing we have a link to the behind the scenes that uh ryan from log Rap put together which really showed you what we were seeing every day more than the contest recaps uh people that were surfing on the left side of the rock or i would consider that the north side of the rock like harrison roach and Tom Morat and Justin Quintal uh, were getting some of the most fun waves I've ever seen and made me want to surf so bad. Uh, but yeah, I, it was a great experience. I look forward to more. Uh, Vans did an amazing job as usual. And the local team, Vans Brazil, really killed it. And they were so kind and so warm. And I don't speak a lick of Portuguese. And I actually didn't have to exchange money once. I mean, that's not something to brag. That's mostly to thank them for making a situation where we were taken care of you know we did what we had to do and 
they made sure that everything was really smooth for us. So yeah, um, hopefully those interviews and all this kind of gives you a good idea of what went down. Uh, we're going to take a little break and listen to some tracks, and then we're going to do a full-on interview with uh, one of my favorite new surfers, Izzy Henschel. And uh, yeah, so check out the tracks, and we'll talk to you in a bit. Peace! Você for convidado pra subir no lado da fundação Casa de Jorge Amado Pra ver do alto a fila de soldados quase todos pretos Dando porrada na nuca de malandros pretos De ladrões mulatos E outros quase brancos Tratados como pretos Só pra mostrar aos outros quase pretos Que são quase todos pretos E aos quase brancos pobres como pretos como é que pretos, pobres e mulatos E quase brancos, quase pretos De tão pobres são tratados E não importa se olhos do mundo inteiro Posso estar por um momento voltados para o largo Onde os escravos eram castigados E hoje um batuque, um batuque Com a pureza de meninos uniformizados De escola secundária em dia de parada e a grandeza épica de um povo em formação Nos atrai, nos deslumbre estimula Não importa nada Nem o traço do sobrado, nem a lente do fantástico Nem o disco de Paul Simon Ninguém, ninguém é cidadão Se você for ver a festa do Pelô E se você não for Pense no Haiti Reze pelo Haiti Haiti Ao furar o sinal, o velho sinal vermelho habitual Notar um homem mijando na esquina da rua Sobre um saco brilhante de lixo do Leblon E quando ouvir o silêncio sorridente de São Paulo Diante da chacina Reze pelo Haiti Haiti 
Tem o amor e tem o mal 
irmão da sua mãe E a irmã da sua mãe Lhe damos as boas-vindas, boas-vindas, boas-vindas Venha conhecer a vida eu digo que ela é gostosa Tem o sol e tem a lua Tem o medo e tem a rosa Eu digo que ela é gostosa Tem a noite, tem o dia A poesia e tem a prosa Eu digo que ela é gostosa Tem a morte, tem o amor e tem o mal eu digo que ela é gostosa, eu digo que ela é gostosa Sua mãe e eu, seu irmão e eu, e a mãe do seu irmão
nome, ô paradeiro Adivinho seu rastro e cheiro Vou armado de dentes e coragem Vou morder sua carne selvagem Varo a noite sem cochilar aflito Amanheço imitando seu grito Me aproximo rondando a sua toca E ao me ver você me provoca Você canta sua agonia louca Água me borbulha na boca Minha presa rugindo sua raça Pernas se debatendo o seu fervor Hoje é o dia da graça Hoje é o dia da caça e do caçador Hoje é o dia da graça Hoje é o dia da caça e do caçador Eu me espicho no espaço feito um gato Pra pegar você bicho do mato Saciar a sua avidez mestiça Que ao me ver se encolhe minha tiça Que no mesmo impulso me expulse a praça Nossas peles grudando de suor Hoje é o dia da graça Hoje é o dia da caça e do caçador Espreitar a fera Logo dou-lhe o bote certeiro Já conheço seu dorso de gazela Cavalo bravo montado em pelo Dominante não se desembaraça Ofegante é dona do seu senhor Hoje é o dia da graça Welcome back to the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 84, our uh, Vans Duct Tape Brazil review. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have been enjoying the tracks, uh, the interviews, the trying to paint a picture of what went down. Uh, but let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 84. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Like stuff, comment on stuff. We kind of post some funny stuff, videos, all that kind of stuff. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, for merch, uh, links to episodes, links to videos. We're starting to get more into videos. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player or player of choice. Uh, for track listings, links to videos, uh, we have a link to uh, Ryan, uh, sorry, LogRap's uh, recap of the Duct Tape Invitational and uh, that kind of stuff. But I want to get into an interview that we did while we were down there with Izzy Henschel. Uh, Izzy is one of the new team writers, uh, probably in the last year or so, uh, from England, uh, that was a participant in the Duct Tape Invitational. And I got to know her while we were down there. She had a lot of fun uh, surfing in you know tricky conditions, meeting the whole crew. It's always fun when Vans introduces a new team 
rider to one of these events and you really get to know them and they're very excited so um so check out this interview let me know what you think and i'll check in with you guys in a little bit what's your name and where are you from i'm izzy Hanshaw. i'm from cornwall in the uk okay and how did you initially get into surfing um i actually my family all surfs oh they do um, yeah so my uncle sam bleakley he's um sort of professional surfer and like travel writer um, so he was a massive influence growing up. I was kind of like quite on and off with my surfing. So in the winter it was like a bit too cold and I wasn't really keen enough when I was young. Uh-huh. Um, so I'd kind of like maybe take photos or skate or cycle or do other stuff. Um, and then I think when I was about 13, that was kind of when I got hooked. Like 13, 14, then I'd surf in the winters and kind of... And was it like shortboard or longboard? I actually kind of learned on like a mid-length fees sort of thing. Like a mini-mal kind of like, yeah. yeah. Like that typical like beginner board. Yeah, yeah, we all, like they call it like the fun board. Yeah, I tried shortboarding for a little bit. Learned <laughs> um, it wasn't for me. Um, and then I actually just borrowed my dad's longboard for a session. Uh, he actually shapes, so he kind Oh, of, cool. Yeah, he made my boards in the beginning. Oh, well, no way. Um, yeah, so he, make, he makes like weird like ASIM boards and... Oh, that's um, awesome. Now doing windsurfers instead. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. That's like a big jump. Yeah. Yeah, because they're almost like, they're more like boats than like... Oh, yeah, yeah. he's using like polystyrene and like, yeah, all sorts of weird... He's experimenting a little bit. Oh, my God. It's interesting. So when you started like longboarding, what age was that at, that you were... Uh, I think I was maybe like... 15, 16. Okay. Um, and was there a, how much of a scene was there? Like, were there other kids your age doing it? Or were you, no. like, so... Yeah, there was not that many other, like, girl longboarders. Um, there was Maisie Marshall. She was a big influence growing up. She was one of the, like, one of the main female longboarders there. Okay, so she was there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and she was, I think she's maybe, like, she's a few years older than me. Okay. Yeah. And at the time, were you, like, looking at, like, like videos of people from other places and stuff like that, or were you kind of like in your own little zone? Yeah, I'd be watching like all kinds of surf films, like California, Australia. Um, so yeah, a lot of influence came from that. Okay. There's also um, like Mike Lay and James Parry, the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, James Parry's the one that like everybody kind of thinks of here. We're like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a legend. Um, he was a massive help to me growing up as well. Like he started shaping my boards, and he actually kind of sort of linked me up with Vans. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like one of the people there associated with them. Now when they were, when he was shaping you boards, what, obviously you're mostly surfing that area, Cornwall. What kind of boards, like style of boards are they? Um, he actually took a lot of kind of Californian influence. He traveled a oh, lot. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, he'd seen lots of boards and ridden lots. So it's nice having kind of that element of it. Um, so I feel like a lot of other UK shapers, they haven't seen many boards from like California, Australia. Oh, so is that what it, okay. Yeah, so he'd kind of, the rails would be done well, and yeah, they worked in English ways as well. That's what I was kind of curious, like, I know, like, you know, you look at, like, an Austra- a typical Australian template, like, it's, you know, white point back, narrow nose, like, yeah. we're all kind of used to that, a little flip, and then, like, you have the California, it's so, like, a little bit more wavy, nose ridery. I mean, here in Brazil, it's like totally like a different thing. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm always, I'm curious, like what works there? Um, so he actually kind of made me a few different shapes. Okay. I think my favorite one was, it was kind of a more piggy, like Australian. Yeah. 
Um, it might have been a similar template to one of Thomas Beckton's boards. Okay. Um, he made it quite light as well, which is good. Um, yeah, because you don't need a lot of that, no. No, exactly. Um, and that actually worked really well in English waves, because you kind of be quite quick and adjust to like the beach breaks. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, yeah, so that would make sense. Like a more piggy-style board would kind of work yeah. better than like, like you know, yeah. a Malibu nose rider, kind of. Exactly, yeah. Which like only works in Malibu, but, um, <laughs> or Sano. Um, yeah, because I'm always like fascinated. Like one of the things that always fascinates me about longboarding is just how the shapers develop a style akin to what the wave is where they're, you know, where they are. So it's like kind of like, you look at what's being made in Noosa, it's like, like Thomas made me something that I was yeah. like, he's like, oh, this is a great like Noosa board. And I was like stoked. I was like, oh, okay, this is great, but I don't look at Noosa. And so like, there's only maybe like five days out of the year in California where I find a wave that replicates that wave that yeah. I could surf that board. Yeah. So I kind of find it like really interesting, like, and I don't know much about like, uh, British surfing at all so I'm kind of like I'm like oh well what's that wave like yes yeah, so that's the thing we've got like all kinds of different waves um, there's some breaks that will be quite hollow and fast like kind of heavy uh -huh. um, and then some like kind of fat lumpy and yeah it's just it's all so different now what's the, what's the like season like like is there one season that's better than the other it depends. Um, winter, we normally is stormy, so it's kind of quite big, and you have to find like little sheltered beaches. Okay. Um, and then summer, I actually normally don't surf that much over summer. I kind of use it to work instead, because that's like the tourist okay. season. Okay. Um, what do you do for work? So I was kind of lifeguarding and working in a surf shop. Oh, cool. Yeah. So kind of it's nice to mix it up a little bit too. Because we do like even in California, it is. As much as people like to not say it, winter's like the waves are way better. At least yeah. it used to be, and like summer's kind of like it sucks. Like you're, you still you're still surfing, but it's like a fraction of the size and consistency yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm always kind of curious. Like, is there, like again, I don't know anything about surfing on that side of the world. So we do in the summer on the hot days we do get kind of like sea breezes, so it'll go onshore in the afternoon, like like a lot of places. Okay. Um, but yeah, normally it's kind of like a little bit smaller. Um, on the good days, it'll be very busy as well because like all of the locals will be there. Okay. Um, and also a lot of tourists. Yeah, because Cornwall's a big destination. My friend grew up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he went to uh, what's it called? I forgot the art college that he went to. But he grew up there, um, and his family's from Bath, I think. Okay. Yeah, and then they move there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people move down just for like beaches. They see pictures on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I knew about it before I even surfed. Like he was like, he's like, oh yeah, we live in this beach. And for me, it's like, like for most Americans, when like we just don't picture like British or like Ireland or the UK having like we're like, yeah. yeah, it's surrounded by water, but we don't picture that. Like we picture like London, and we're like, oh, it's Manchester, and it's like that kind of thing. So it's kind of like interesting to talk to someone from there yeah it's so funny so many people think that you just like don't surf in the uk yeah I've yeah i've had so many questions like oh where do you surf there like yeah. is that there? <laughs> well i was someone was talking to me about like the like you know contest schedules and stuff and i was like oh yeah there's going to be one in england they're like what <laughs> they surf there i'm like no they like there's like legit good waves like yes they surf there like all the time yeah there's not many surfers it's not that well known but I mean that might be that might be good to your I mean to your advantage at least the lineups aren't crowded. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you like I mean you can kind of take what whichever wave you want as well. I mean, dude, the shit we got to deal with in California, like you don't <laughs> want to, like I bring people from Hawaii even sometimes they're like, "What? You go out in this?" I'm like, "Hey, this isn't even a Saturday. This is like a Monday. Like this is quiet." They're like, "No, I'm not doing this." I'm like, 
We gotta do what we gotta do. That's one thing I've been struggling with in Australia is actually just accepting oh, like, yeah. waves. It's so difficult. Because now, so you moved to Noosa. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I kind of moved out. I was planning on just staying like a few months. Um, originally I was staying with James Parry. Okay. Um, then I got a van and he helped me set that up. It's kind of living in that for a little bit, staying with friends. Um, and yeah, just found a place for staying in Noosa. But see, that's the classic like Australian story. Because yeah. so much Americans, they're like, oh, I'm just going for the two months. I'm like, there's a friend of mine um, from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and his dad. I know I'm friends with his dad too. Um, really good surfer, Asher Hunt, and that's exactly what happened to him. Like he's like, oh, he's like, I got enough money to like for, go there for a month, and then like a month later, he's like, yeah, so I got a restaurant job, and I found someone's couch I could stay on, and yeah. I found this like like board sponsor that's like giving me boards. So like I'm gonna stay, and he ended up staying for like like six or eight months. And he's like, yeah, what am I gonna do? Yeah, I was gonna stay. I was literally gonna stay for like three or four months, and then head home, but it's been like five. Um, you're you're not going. Miss. You're not going home. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Because they have like a season. Like it's basically like all the time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I, I really like winter out there at the moment. It's like summer back home. Uh huh. But it's kind of the beaches work most days. Okay. Um, and you can like always find a bank on your own as well. Okay. It's surprisingly quiet. See, that's really good. Yeah. I've always, I, we were supposed to go like a couple of years ago for the festival, like pre-COVID, and then like COVID happened, oh, we never went. Oh, yeah. um, so I wanted to like really check it out. Because um, I'm really good friends with, what's his name, uh, Chonyaki with Matt. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's always like, come on down. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would, I have a family. I can't exactly like break out for like three <laughs> months. Like they would kill me. Um, who are some of the people that you uh, surf with out there? Um, kind of surf with quite a lot of different people. Okay. It's nice, there's a good local crew that I've kind of met. They're all a little bit younger, sort of like, maybe a couple years older than me. Okay. Um, and it's been really good surfing with them. They're not very well known, but they're really, really good. Well, that's what's crazy about a spot like that, is that there are a lot of people that you've never heard of. Like, we see yeah. videos all the time, and we're like, who's that? And they're like, I don't even know who that is. Like, And they're like ripping, and you're like, what? Like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, but there's a couple of guys that I feel like should definitely kind of be coming to these duct tapes and stuff like they're at that level where they could easily compete in them. I mean, we we gotta kind of like branch out a little bit more. I mean, it's gotten a, like to be honest, it's gotten a little stale. There's a, a couple, but you know, it's it's hard when you have 16 women, 16 men. Yes, there's not many spots. No, no, it's like really difficult. Like I, I, it's funny whenever they like, you know, they tell us that like, hey, like with this one, they're like, oh, it's gonna happen. Every, we knew months ago, and then they're like, who's it gonna be? And they're like, okay, well, that's gonna be the problem. Like yes. it's always that issue, and it's like, I would not want to be in their shoes, sitting in a room and kind of. Oh, no. I feel, it, I feel like it was such a good idea doing the qualifiers here. It's like a fair way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they always try to do like a like a local kind of thing. Like, so last year, like in uh, at Mexico, I think oh, it was, right. they had, I forgot how they did it, but it was something to do with the Mexi Log Fest. Yeah. Like if you like won that. this one heat or something, you would get, and we got this, this guy who actually was in the duct tape made it to the finals, this guy Gordo, and he was like, Sick. No oh, one ever heard it. Nobody even good. knew who this guy was, and even in Sayulita, like they were like, he's like kind of a local legend, kind of not. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, Joel, this guy's like insane, man. Yeah, he's one of the best guys to watch that. Oh yeah, I mean, but it's also I think with the local wild card thing, the thing that's interesting too is you're getting a person who knows the wave really yeah. well and so like when they're put in the mix with like people who are like so good but they are not used to surfing here it's kind of like an even out and it kind of balances out a little yeah it definitely helps and it kind of brings more confidence as well if you know the spot oh yeah i mean imagine if there's someone would they throw a contest in your backyard like you'd be like oh i know exactly where to go i don't even yeah. have to look at the wave when i take <laughs> off like like i think about it like we make jokes all the time like 
Pally, and then they're like, man, if they would just do it at Sano, like we would just win. I was like, yeah, you would, because it's like you serve there every day, like we all do. Like it's easy. Yeah, it would um, be nice if that was on there. I know they should. It's it's hard though. I mean, it's we've had a big problem there where it's like um, a lot of erosion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you ever been to Sano? No, I've not been to California oh, okay. or America. Are you gonna go soon? <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I mean, late summer is kind of the better time to go. Okay, yeah. Because most of the people that try to learn how to surfing in the beginning of the summer like get hurt and they won't go in the water. So you get rid of them, and then the waves get a little oh, bit better. Perfect. That's a trick, and the water's a little warmer. Um, but we have like a severe beach erosion on it, and it's a spot that basically you park up to the beach. Okay. So you're, there's like a log that separates you and the beach. And it keeps moving back and back and back. And so like they can't allow a lot of people. So there's another break there that's like way better called church that we all surf. And they do contests there. Oh, so it's a lower, it's the basically the southern part of the whole trestles chain. There's like five breaks and then that's the lo like lower one. That they're always like, everybody's like, oh, nobody wants to go there. I'm like, dude, it's the best longboarding wave in like the world for me. <laughs> Gets really punchy high, it has an inside section. Oh, a lot of people wow. compare it to like, it has elements of Noosa and Malibu combined. Okay, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except we, it hasn't been good in like a year and a half because we've had a lot of rainstorms that push sand out. Oh, yeah. And it covers the cobblestone, so like soften the, the thing for it to hit. Um, but you're here for this contest. Did you compete a lot back home? A little bit, yeah. I was kind of doing the sort of British longboard comps. Oh, so they have like a little system there? Yeah, they do like a little tour kind of thing. Like okay. There'll be two or three. Um, and then, you'll, then there'll be like the titles. And then that's how you qualify for the, I think it's like the world, the ISA. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ISA is, yeah. Yeah. And like the Euros. Okay. So how, did you, like, in, for you, is it? Do you prefer like the contest side of it, or do you prefer the pre-surf side of it? Definitely the pre-surf side. Of okay. It. Um, those events back home, they're good because you can kind of just meet everyone, and mm. it's a good get together. Um, so like everyone from around the UK will come. Um, it's always nice just like going to the pub with them all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just catching up with them. I think that's the thing. Also, like I think with the longboarding world in general, like the contest, like yeah. like you were saying about the partying thing. It's more about that. Like, it's kind of oh, like, 100%. okay, like there's people who are competitive, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we're all seeing each other. We're on the beach. We're hanging out. We're going to hang out afterwards. We're seeing each other. Because we have the thing called, um, in the United States, it's the coalition contest. Okay. So Malibu has a club and like Oceanside has a club. And then they have these contests where the clubs get together. Oh, I think I might have heard of them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they all do, like Karina and Hallie, they're all in those clubs and stuff okay. like that. And then it's like, they basically like, do, do one in Malibu, Santa Cruz, that place church. They do a couple up and down the coast. Sometimes the Hawaiian clubs come. Like the, the Malibu one, the Hawaiian clubs do come. So like Khalees and all them, they come for that thing. And it's basically like, yes, there's a certain element of competition, but there's actually more of an element of like, oh, we're seeing each other, we're hanging out. Yeah. I mean, the Malibu one, like the whole reason, and it makes sense why people enter those contests, is because it's the only time you'll get to surf the wave with only three <laughs> other people. Yes. So they're like, they're like, and that's actually where the competitive nature comes. They want to make heat so they could surf it more. Yeah, because it's just fun. It's like, it's yeah, the same when they're like, they're like, no, no, no. I have to make my next heat so that I could get another wave where no one is dropping in on me, because, because it's the most. I tell everyone, it's the craziest place I've ever surfed in my life. Like it's just like you it drop it, and you totally, you're like, you're like, you look to your left, and you're like, okay, no one's coming. You drop in, and then someone will just randomly come from the left, and then you're like, oh, I got to pull out, and then when you go to t look to your right, it's just everyone's dropping in on you. You're like. Uh, 
and if a terrifying like a bunch of logs with no leashes like that is the most terrifying thing in the world because you don't know how good someone is you're like no you have no idea. i'm like i don't know if you're good or not like some of them you know them but the other people you're like ah, I, you might just let go of like a 10-foot board and hit me in the head like, yeah, I don't it's like you're trying to judge by their padding whether they can surf or not it's hard it's hard though sometimes because yeah. there's some people who are like really shitty like yeah they can't paddle them they're actually really good surfing. yeah yeah it's terrifying um so done these two duct tapes um how did you get on the map with vance like how did that relationship start that was actually with james okay um so i started writing his boards and then i think i won the english nationals oh okay like under 18 so then after that he was like we need to like try to get your sponsor um i think he actually spoke to Mikhail from vance um and then it all kind of slowly happened like there's a UK like sales rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got some boots, um, and it kind of all just happened. Okay. Um, and then actually in Mexico, Mexi Log Fest, that's when I kind of met everyone. Was that last year? Yeah. Oh, you were there last year. Yeah, I wasn't doing the duct tape. I was doing Mexi Log. Okay. Um, but oh, so you were there for all that debauchery and shit. That was like crazy. Yeah. yeah it was fucking insane. Yeah, Mexico is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I mean, you also like like with the Mexi Log Fest. It's not. Just, it wasn't just the duct tape. It was basically like 50, 60 surf. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Like I remember when I landed, I was just like, oh my god, this is like nuts. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. It was a lot of time there, just non-stop partying. Yeah. Um, but you got to see. But that's how you get on the team, right? You got to put the yeah. dudes in. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's like the trial ground right there. Uh, so you've been with them like it's been like a little over a year and stuff. Yeah. And so who are the team riders that like you were like, you know, being on a, a, a team like Vans, there's so many team riders that are like amazing. Like who are some of the people that like you've like watched and now you're basically on the same team? Like, um, Karina and Lola definitely. Yeah. Um, it was so nice to meet Inara at the last duct tape as well. Yeah. Um, so since then I've done a couple of trips with her. Oh, cool. Um, so we went to Norway. That was an interesting trip. Oh no! Um, How thick is your wetsuit for there? Uh, five mil and boots, gloves, and a hood. <laughs> it was I like, can't even imagine that. Yeah. I can't. I can't. So we went to Norway. I caught one wave the whole trip. Did you get it? Did you get a photo and vid? No. I don't think oh, so. that sucks. No. It was. Um, it was honestly. It was so cold and windy. We just we surfed once, um, like the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, thank you. But it was good. It was like it was incredible landscapes. And yeah. No, it's a beautiful country. I've always wanted to surf in um, Ireland. And then everyone who tells me, they're like, yo, you ain't going to like it. Like, because I'm real, like, I don't like cold water. They're like, no. Yeah. They're like, you, because I can't, like, even wear booties. Like, uh, like I can't, it, it feels weird to me. You could go in summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's, um, Ireland's one of those things that, like, you think it would be, like, kind of fun and, like, easy. But I think once, I've been, but apparently once you're there, it's, like, it's hard work. Is it? It's, um, yeah. Yeah, because there's a new documentary out about, a bunch of the guys who started that whole scene and they were like there was only like 10 surfers for like 20 30 years yeah. like they were the only ones that were doing it and people thought they were crazy like there'd be people like i remember i saw the clip there'd be people like herding sheep and they were like they thought they were like what are these people doing on these boards they didn't even know what it was in like for years yeah see that's what trips me out again about surfing it's like for us in like southern california it's so commonplace 
yeah. you know, like we have it in high school. We have it like like a, like my daughter, six years old. They're like they're like like part of her like Girl Scouts thing. They're like, oh, we do like a surf camp. Like it's so normalized. And then other places, it's like if someone sees a surfboard, it's like seeing like an alien spaceship. They're like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's so fresh in the UK. Um, it's yeah, it's quite. But have you seen it grow since you start? Oh, definitely. There's a couple of younger. Um, younger longboarders like coming through really doing really well um, one of them is my cousin Lola she's just gone to Mexico for the Mexi Log oh what's her name uh, Lola Bleakley okay um, yeah she's yeah Sam Bleakley's daughter she's surfing so well okay um, and there's Sylvie Puddy Fit as well okay good friends with Lola um, I think they're both 15 now oh yeah so they're they're just starting yeah yeah I mean age wise so that's good yeah definitely they're gonna they're gonna go far I reckon no, it's it's crazy. Like you're getting a lot. Like like Japan is starting to pop up people, and like South Korea and the Philippines. Like all these like, I mean, surfing really in the last ten years has like, especially the longboard thing has like yeah. really kind of like boom 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 boom. It's, it's amazing up. to see how much it's growing. No, it's, it's so good. I mean, it makes me really happy because I always tell people who don't know anything about surfing, I'm like, look, longboarding honestly, for me is the is the purest form of surfing. Because it's like, you can surf almost every day. Yeah. You have to learn so many things to like control the board that people don't realize. Like, they're like, oh, it's a big board. It's I'm like, no, think about it. It's big. Do you know how to turn something big? Like, try to turn a semi truck versus your like Honda. It's a big difference. Like, there's all these skill sets that you wind up translating to other surfing. Yeah. So like if you want to, you could be like, like when, I mean all of us in Southern California, right? When it's a good day, like a bigger day, it's like, oh no, we take the shortboards out. Like it's time to go and we can, it's like nothing. We could get on it and go and do our thing kind of, um, but then it's also the pure, just like aesthetically, it's just really pleasing, right? Yeah. Like it just looks beautiful. It's, it's so like, natural, I think. Yeah. It's not, it's not like aesthetic, like shortboarding is. No. Really. Um, well, that, this is why I do it, so that's another reason. <laughs> I could be old and like, I could yeah. kind of look like I'm kind of good out there. But it's funny, a lot of people still associate onboarding with being kind of like the beginner board. You yeah, yeah, no. To make it easy, but it's not, like, yeah, it's easier to stand up on, but it's a lot harder to control. Um, no leash. Yeah. Yeah. No leash at something that's close to 10 feet. Have fun. I had a lot of people that I used to, that used to shortboard that were like dads that like, would sometimes meet us in Hawaii and stuff, and they were all shortboarders, and that's all they surfed. And I, I don't longboard out there. I mostly like ride like a Bonza or something. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I had one, and they were like, "Oh, that thing is so easy to ride." Blah blah. blah. I was like, "Okay, you know what?" I was like, "I want to take it out. I want to see." I was like, "I want to see you, not just stand up. I was like, I want to see you do a turn and like actually go down the line." And they couldn't do anything. And I was like, "See?" I was like, "It's a lot harder than you think." I was like, "Meanwhile, I could take your, your lost like six nine." That's like almost four inches thick, and I was like, I could surf that at VLAN all day long, and it's easy. Yeah. Like, don't look down on it. Don't <laughs> look down on it. It's it's hard to tell people that, like, because I think also like people who don't really really surf, their association with it is like, you know, they go vacation surf. Yeah. Right, and yeah, like yeah. the vacation lesson lesson is like the 11 foot foamy, and it's a big board, and they push you into the wave, and any like my mom who's 70 could stand up, right? They, you you get the photo. Exactly, oh, yeah. I was in Waikiki, <laughs> I surfed. Like, look at me, and like you hang it up on your wall, you put it on your Instagram. But that's not what longboard is. No, definitely not. It's far from it. It's yeah, it's the best kind of way to express yourself, I think. I, I mean, I love. I, I tried surfing. Like I learned the same way as like you, like on like a mid length, and then like I, I rode mid lengths for a while. Like those were my first experiences. But I always had a longboard, and I didn't get 
into like really longboarding into like maybe three, four years into surfing. And then I was like, when I started like really getting into it, I was like, oh no, now I get it. Like I was like, there's something really beautiful about like even like getting, shoving 90% of the board into the pocket. Like, yeah, when you walk forward, it's, it's just... It's like the best feeling. Yeah. It's like you're floating. It's like you're levitating. Like, you're like, I don't feel that on any other surfboard. Like, oh, I'm like, no, oh, my God, this is... You're, like, literally floating. Like, the wave's lifting you up. Yeah, like, it's, it's so trippy. It's so trippy. Now, um, speaking about boards, you know, you said your dad used to make you boards and, and a couple other people. But now, living out there, Thomas Beckson's making you boards. So how did yeah. that relationship start? So that actually started when James stopped shaping. Um, okay. So James moved out to Australia. I was still kind of getting a couple through him um, and then he spoke to Thomas and then he shipped a couple over to me um, just in time for the duct tape last year. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, that was another reason for wanting to go out to Australia is kind of meet Thomas, work on some boards with him. Mm. Um, so I just want to try as many different boards as I can. I mean, he is like kind of the master shaper. I'm, I, like as yeah. far as I'm, I have one of his boards and I've interviewed him and like, I want another one really bad. Thomas, if you hear this, like, <laughs> let's figure it out. I want, I want one of those Harriet models really bad. Yeah, I've, I've, I've but like, just the thing that I'm impressed with him is just the variation of models he does. Yeah. Right? Like a lot of longboard shapers, they very much have like two, three, it's in that zone. They're like, oh, here's my Nueva, here's my Malibu, here's my pig, right? Like it's kind of like that. But him, yeah. it's like... Yeah, he's got so many different models. There's kind of whatever kind of feeling you want longboarding, there'll be a board for it. Yeah. Um, what are you mostly surfing from him? At the moment, I've actually just got a bill pin. Um, okay. Like nine six, it's pintail. Okay. Um, I've only surfed it a few times. Goes uh. really well when it's small and like pockety. Oh really? Yeah. Because um, it just fits in there with that pin. It's yeah. just like in there. Exactly. Yeah. And on this one as well, the flex is just right as well. Yeah. Um, it was. I haven't used it in bigger stuff yet, apart from earlier in the heat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can get a proper feel of it in that. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone can tell what, what's going on with their boards here. No, no. you can't tell. No. Um, and it's also, it makes it a lot easier backhand as well, because I'm backhand at Noosa on the point. Oh, so you're, so you're a goofy footer? Yeah, so okay. I kind of, at home I'd only go left. Okay. That was, I, I knew I needed to learn how to go right. Yeah. So I, that's why I chose Versus Noosa. us, we're like, like us Californians, we're like the opposite. Like yeah. don't, don't, don't make us go left. No. Like we hate it. We no, hate it. I'm, I'm missing the left. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, the, the pintail just seems to sit really well with like the angle that I nose right at backhand. No, but that makes sense though. When you're, when you're nose riding backhand, it's like the board has to be like sucked in more. Exactly, like yeah. it has to, it has to, you can't, ha like a square tail, it's like weird to do it with. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, it just doesn't work so well with the square tail. Yeah. Um, but the pin, it just sits perfectly. Yeah. Um, I know I moved over from riding square tails to thumb tails. Okay, and yeah. like 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 the real it's like kind of like a pin but it's like a little bit more rounded off at the edge. How did they feel backhand? It's better, like way okay. better. Like you could turn, you could snap turns real quick, because we've been surfing like so me and Worm and even George surfs with us. We we surf like a beach break in Huntington, okay. and it's mostly lefts. And I purposely forced myself to go surf there so that I could learn how to surf left. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like with a square tail, it just like. I was like, it wouldn't go in. It wouldn't, like, it didn't feel like it was in the weight. Like, it felt like I was on the shoulder every single time. Like, yes. I was like, it doesn't want to go inside. No, it probably, like, it, yeah, it definitely engages a lot more. Um, I, used to, I used to have one of those Chris Hall jazz pins. 
and oh, I'm, they look fun. Yeah. They are, and it, but the problem was I got when he first, like not first started shaping, but it's like it's an infancy, so there were like a lot, like people would look at it, they're like, hey, like the rocker's kind of fucked up. And like, I was like, oh, is that what it is? Like, I didn't know, and he's like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. But I did like it, like I remember going backhand on it, and it's just definitely like, if, to your point, it fits inside there easier. Yeah, definitely, I think that's, um, why those boards work so well at Nusa as well. They're designed to have like, they're designed to work with like that wave. It's yeah. like fast, got pocket. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, what about fins? What kind of fins are you using? I'm using um, Deflow fins. So they're okay. a guy in the Basque Country in Europe. Um, so like Northern Spain. Um, it's kind of like basically like Green 04 kind of shape. Yeah. Um, just pretty like standard. Flex, no flex. Quite a bit of flex, yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually just like, I think I've chipped one of them the other day. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's not too good. Um, but yeah, they seem to be working really well. I've, go, I've gone for 975. Because um, your boards are 96? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a little over. Yeah, so that seems to work really well. I was using bigger fins, and then I actually tried the slightly smaller one, and it felt so much better. Yeah, so I mean, I think, I remember the thing that Matt had shown me one time that it's like kind of like you do this weird thing where you put the fin on the side from the box and it's like you only want 30% of the fin sticking over it. Okay. So like you have a pintail, so the tail's narrower, so yeah. a thinner, a smaller fin works. Yeah. I always, I did the thing where in my head I was always like, oh, it's an inch over the foot. So it'd be like, let's say you had a 9-9 board, you want a 10-7-5, 10-9 fin. Uh, I thought that was what it was. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, that sometimes works. And then he, he showed us this thing, like he flipped the fin and he's like, look, you only want like with his fingers. He's like that much of it. He's like, so if it's narrower, you don't want a big fin. It's not going to work. Uh, so that's why it's working for you probably better. Matt seems to know so much about Dude, fins. it's such a trip. I want to have a proper chat with him about it. He's the best. I mean... The, the the one the drawback is like like I did an, in, an episode with him like I was like this should be like a five hour episode but you have to catch your plane so we're not gonna do that like um, but that's the thing like I I I find what Australia has brought to longboarding kind of the most important influences like in California we're all just kind of like lack of a better we're copying that shit like all the boards I ride are basically like Australian influences the fin that I designed for my brand. I mean, full disclosure, it's based off of one of Thomas's fins. <laughs> like, it's just a very... It's the greeno-ish one that's a little bit like stand-up. Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's like the bowl cut one or something. Yeah, he, like, yeah. he sent it. So what happened was he sent it to me and I loved it, but there was something, it didn't, on the waves in California, it didn't hold that well. Okay. Yeah. Like it was kind of like the flex and the turnability was really good, but I didn't like how it held for nose riding. So we like trace that and like change the base a little bit. And then the person who makes my fins basically um, foils it like a flex fin. Okay. So the spine, when you look at it, is super fucking thin. So basically, it snaps and turns really well. But like, if you get in the pocket, it turns into like a nose ride fin. Oh, that sounds. I want to try it. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you one. Like we have a bunch. They're pretty cool. Um, this guy Hydrophile makes them. He makes. Okay. He does all the worm spins. He does mine. He does um, a couple of surfboard manufacturers. He makes their fins and stuff. And oddly enough, like you were talking about Bass Country, he's like based out of New Hampshire, New York. I'm sorry, New Hampshire, United States, where it's like snowboarding. Okay. It's not surfing. He makes snowboards too, but it's like, 
don't know how it translates. They surf up there in the, in the summers, but like, okay. a, like there is some surfing, but like it's funny, like they're like, oh, it's like the snowboard shaper. I'm like, yeah, he's the one who makes all our fins because he knows what to do. Yeah. He did, he's really cool. Like, um, I'll send you a link. He actually has like an hour long YouTube tutorial on how to make a fin from scratch, how he does it. Like he's very generous. He's like, I don't care if anyone rips this off. He's like, it's hard to do. And it's an hour long video and he does every single step like and shows, he's like, yeah, it takes five days to make my fins. Like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, if you're really interested, so for real, yeah, like we'll, we'll change information. I'll, I'll ship you one. Cool. Just, Tom, I mean, Thomas is going to hear this. He's going to be probably pretty pissed. Like, pretty much <laughs> yeah. like, because what happened oh. is the one he gave me also broke. And I was like, and I didn't want to be a dick and be like, can you send me a free fin? Like, he was so generous with me. Like, he's so nice. And I was like, all right, let me just get someone to like sort of copy this and make it a little different. And then I was like, oh my God, this is like a really good fin. No, so it's really interesting kind of learning how different fins work with different boards. It's kind of, there's so much to learn. Well, that's a big, that's another thing I love about longboarding. It's like... Yeah, you can mix it up so much. It's and not and it's not even that. It's like where do you put it in the box? Yeah. It could totally like. It changes how it feels so much. Like I'm like shortboarders never get that experience. Like I always think about it. I'm like you don't get this like this nerding out part. You never get to experience how fun this is to be like like someone walked into my garage right and they saw eight longboards and they saw that I have like a a shelf that has all my fins on it and there's probably like 15 fins on it and they were like why do you need all that I was like oh you don't know like I was like if I want to go surf this one place I take this fin and I match it with this board and then if it's bigger I'll push it this way and they were like they were shortboarders they're like I just grabbed like based on volume that's like and I was like no 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 I was like this is like a totally different geeky thing no it's the best thing when you like just move you move the fin slightly on like a different board and you're like so oh my god it would be like <laughs> the holy grail i do hate it though when i get a new board figuring out it yes. drives me nuts yeah like, and then you forget where you put it on the last session <laughs> i remember worm had this thing where she was like she was like marking it with a sharpie but oh, the problem yeah. the problem was the sharpie was like rubbing off in the ocean <laughs> so like she'd do it and like it would disappear and she's like shit i don't know where it went like where where did i put it oh, maybe you need to get tosca pens yeah yeah <laughs> They should actually put, I mean, what they should do is on a fin box, but like little meter thing. That is such a good idea. I reckon you need to get in touch with them. Yeah, there they you go. Make it, patent that. You'll make money. <laughs> um, so in closing, um, you're surfing in the duct tape. You're here for the duct tape. Um, what do you see yourself doing with longboarding in the future? Like, where do you see this taking you? Or where do you want it to take you? I have no idea, really. I just kind of want to have as much fun as possible with it. OK. Um, just do it for as long as possible. Um, It'd be nice if my life can kind of revolve around it. Okay. That, that's the dream. Um, but yeah, have to see how it all works out, really. I mean, that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, try to get like, <laughs> like, your 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 housing taken care of, your food taken care of, and you get to surf every day. Oh yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, that's, that's like what everybody goes for. Um, if there's one wave in the world that you could surf right now, like snap your fingers and surf it, what would it be and why? Saladita. Okay. Yeah, they surfed it for Mexico first. I got such bad FOMO. Um, it just looked like. Well, the left is also really good there too. What's it? It's Sal Saladita. Oh, it's Saladita. It's Saladita. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. the left. Like yeah, the yeah, really yeah. long one. Chase got an insane nose rise. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. But yeah, that's like, yeah, that's the way I want to surf. And uh, who do you want to thank? Say thank you to or shout out to or. Um, I want to say a massive thank you to James Parry. Okay. He's helped me out so much. Um, Thomas because he kind of let me live at the factory for a little bit while I was getting set up and all. I mean, look, that's, you know, that's a modern version of like, you know, you hear about like, um, 
like Michelangelo and these people and they had these benefactors who supported them. I'm like, that's the new version of it, like yeah. supporting the new artists. That's what you do. Yeah, it's great. Just, um, yeah, that means the kitchen, bathroom, everything. So, um, yeah, that's But they have like a crazy setup there, oh, right? Oh, yeah. It's like the best factory. Piece. Yeah, whenever I see videos from there, I'm like, I'm like, why can't we have something like this in America? <laughs> like, I so want to go someplace where they're shaping the boards, they're selling them, and then they have these amazing parties. I'm like, why can't we have this? Like, I get so yeah, jealous. They have everything. Um, anybody else? Um, and Mike Gray as well. Okay. For a, he's a massive influence back home, and my uncle Sam Beakley. Um, they've all been really supportive, like while I've been out here as well. Um, yeah. That's it. All right. Well. Oh, and big thanks to bands, obviously as well, for all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, it all together. It's yeah, they're always one of them. They do what they do their thing. They yeah. do it well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sitting down. Thank you. I'll see you out there. Thanks to Izzy for sitting down with us at the hotel and doing a little interview. It was great to get to know her. I don't know a lot about British surfing and longboarding, and I've always been curious about it. I know little snippets here and there. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm very ignorant of it. So it was interesting to hear her experience and how she grew up in that environment. A lot of people do not think surfing exists in England or Ireland or some of these places. And I would like to highlight a lot of those people moving forward, whether it be Spain, France, uh, Europe, Reunion Islands, stuff like that, Africa, because I think we're so centered on Hawaii, California, you know, Southeast Coast, Brazil. We just have this very kind of niche idea in our heads of like where longboarding is going on and where surfing is going on in general. So I think it's important to highlight these people. So make sure to check her out, follow her on Instagram, uh, to give your support and that kind of thing. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Brazil was a blast. And I, when I got home, I told my wife, you know, I'd love to come back to that specific area for a week for just us to hang out, chill, surf, uh, eat lots of fried food. <laughs> um, uh, she could have her caparenas. I could do my thing. Um, you know, I'm totally happy just having coconut water. I'm, I, I'm still fun, as, as a lot of people know. Being Cali sober isn't the worst thing in the world. And, uh, yeah, I just, again, I want to thank everyone from Vans. I want to thank, you know, Vans Brazil, the locals, everything. And, yeah, hoping for more duct tapes to come. Uh, let's see where it goes. I know the plan is to do a couple in 2024. So we're shut down for the season, if you will, or the year. And, yeah, let's all get together. Let's have a good time. But uh, let's end this episode how we always do. Uh, go out there, have fun. There's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Say hello to each other, help each other out. Try to be a little kinder out there. And uh, yeah, I'll check you guys uh, for next episode. Peace. A minha caixa de sol. É o coração das pessoas Onde eu possa me aquecer Pra lembrar ou pra esquecer Pra viver ou pra sonhar Me encher de pura energia Que dá força ao meu cantar
próprio coração Onde tu terás um canto Sempre pronto a te abrigar Nele esquecerás de todas as tristezas deste mundo Poderás vir ou chorar
Nunca fiz coisa tão certa Entrei pra escola Eu não posso dormir 
Com você nos meus sonhos Já conheço seu doce Seu olhar tão medonho E é sem ar que eu fico Há muito tempo eu fico E nunca fico rico Aí por isso eu grito Hoje eu te frito Sobre o mar, o horizonte Fico a admirar do cais Quando o vento está calmo Tudo fica em paz Eu estou nessa trilha não sei quanto tempo faz Eu não vejo sentido Mas nos meus ideais E agora que eu fiz Um acorde maior Pra cantar pra você Minha angústia e dor Não me deixe aqui Sem carinho e só Venha viver comigo Venha ser meu amor, porque eu não vivo a five years Quase não vi nada nesses five years Estar no mar azul é meu viver a five years E de noite a sua é minha sina five years Porque eu não vivo a five years Quase não vi nada nesses five years Está no mar azul é meu viver a five years E de norte a sul é minha sina five years Porque eu não vivo a five years Quase não vi nada nesses five years Está no mar azul é minha sina five years E de norte a sul é meu viver a five years Five years Oh Yeah Five years Oh Five years Five years